This is FS Uncovered, a podcast of Eminem Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Krista Marquis, Marketing Assistant with Eminem Service. Today, I have with me Brian Fairfull, our Agronomy Marketing Manager, and Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager. So today, we just wanted to do just a quick little recap with it being end of the year. So Tony, we'll start with you. Can you just give us a overview of 2020 and in the energy department? Absolutely, Krista. Glad to be here. Glad to be uh, wrapping up 2020. Uh, You know, this year, I feel like more than ever, presented us with a tremendous amount of challenges uh, in which I feel like, in my opinion, our company as a whole, our energy team, grain team, our agronomy team, just did a tremendous job taking on the challenge head on. Uh, we, we, we got, not to use a baseball analogy, but we got thrown a lot of curveballs our, our way. And I just, you know, despite all that, we, we wrapped up uh, with a very good fiscal year. We are able to get patronage back in the pockets of a lot of our uh, patron owners. Like I said, our, our team just did a did a fantastic job despite a tremendous amount of obstacles that up until last March, no one would have thought we would have uh, had to uh, deal with on a day-to-day basis. So I'm, I'm very proud of our people. I'm very proud of our company, the leadership uh, that we've had from above. And no, I'm just, just like I said, I, I'm excited about we were able to make those, to meet those challenges and frankly, just getting this year done. <laughs> yeah, COVID was fun. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Tony summed it up pretty nicely. I mean, he, uh, we had a successful 20 in fiscal year uh, for our patron owners. We were able to pay back patronage uh, to our member owners. Uh, in the agronomy world, you know, ag was, was successful. Our farmers were successful. We had decent yields. Uh, I would call it average yields, corn and soybeans, nothing too spectacular in the realm of high, high end yield corn and soybeans, but I don't know that there were too awful many people that were just an ultimate disgust with yield. So that was encouraging. We've had a uh, market price run here recently over the past month and a half, two months. That's been really encouraging and guys have been able to, if they've been able to take advantage of it, take advantage of it. So that's really good. You know, you look at the end of, of M&M as a whole, you know, our spring season was really condensed into about a two to three week window in which we had every application done. I mean, we went from putting inputs in, planting a crop, basically a large majority of the crop before the 25th of April. Most of the import or in, inputs were done at that time. We did get through a cold, rainy period in the month of April, first part of May, and then got back in the field in May. Uh, we're able to finish it up there the first part of June, but ever since then, kind of went through a dry period to get all the sun, late spring, summertime applications done. Summertime, it got dry, and then we got some rain in places and pockets, and I don't remember what the rainfall, total rainfall amount was for the year, but it was pretty high, upper 30s, I would say maybe low 40s in total inches in the in the uh, growing season, so fall went off really well. Again, harvest was, was good. We were blessed with great conditions from Labor Day to Thanksgiving with a few little rain out days here and there. But harvest went really well. I think field operations went well. We've seen, I'll joke, but a record amount of tillage done in the area, which some of it was uh, necessary to fix the prior two or three year issue. Some of it was just recreational, but we won't get into that. 
but uh, able to get good surface drainage ditching done and was able to get some decent tile work and still some happening. So overall, 2020 was a success minus COVID, I guess. Very happy with it. And luckily 21 is staring at us in the face here. So I'm ready for, for 21. Sounds like both departments did pretty well considering all of our COVID setbacks, rules, social distancing. I know the guys were out there doing what they could, um, talking to their farmers and producers. So so 2021, what do you see maybe like fuel markets doing or propane with the heating season still in full swing? Do you have any outlook on what what might be going on? You know, looking at propane market right now, you know, it's we, we've been... We didn't have a big fall. Uh, inventories have been up. You know, it, it's been pretty moderate up to this point here in December. Uh, we'll see how January and February bring. You typically, typically, there's a period of a pretty wide cold snap throughout the Midwest that can create a, a shortage in product to kind of drive prices up. Inventory levels go uh, go down, and uh, you know, there's a period of where we can get put on allocation. Uh, we, we've got good supply and going to be keeping our customers uh, with product. Uh, I don't see, I don't foresee any issues there. Uh, fuel markets, um, they've been a little bit unbalanced. A lot of the, the pricing up increase that we've seen in the last several weeks has been due to the fact uh, we've seen some, some progress in getting a vaccine out to the public. We, we you know, demand is way down, inventories are up. Uh, we, we could certainly see a uh, uh, when we get into January and February, kind of you know historically we see those, those time frames as uh, we see you know markets can move down. We we with with again with demand being being down and you know not really seeing that moving up here anytime soon. We're still under COVID conditions and then states and cities in, in, in lockdown. We we could see, we could see some pricing pricing certainly fall. You know, we're, you know, as far as the markets go in those products, that's that's about what I know for right now. Uh, it's it's ever changing, always changing. Any, anybody who has any questions can comment to the show. Can, can you know give us a call here at the office, email me, contact me, any of our salespeople. Be happy to talk about markets uh, as they do change fast. You know, and then as far as everything else goes, we our sales force is <clears throat> is going to be out in the countryside. Trying to trying our best to, to to meet with people despite challenges that that COVID has brought us. We want to keep uh, our our all of our employees uh, safe. We want to keep our customers safe. Again, that's that's brought us a challenge, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get past it, and uh, we're gonna deliver the best service that 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 we can to to our patrons. So, Brian, agronomy market inputs prices. 2021, well, how do you see them moving, changing? Yeah, so again, coming off of a, a high demand, uh, I'll start with fertilizer, but a high demand fertilizer, fall fertilizer season across the Midwest, definitely in our territory, definitely in the state of Illinois, we have uh, virtually exhausted inventories of, of all our major input products in the fertilizer world, phosphates, potash, nitrogen. We've had a great run. I'd say the mass majority of, of people, us included, and, and a lot of others are well above expectations. And, and what I mean well above is really well above. You know, we kind of went into this season, fall season, with an expectation that we, we 
potentially be uh, short one product being phosphate and end up being potash. We ended up at the end of the season being being short on and virtually the the industry short on, especially in the St. Louis market. Large market was uh, pretty slim pick slim pickings and a lot of terminals. A lot of a lot of companies were we're out now. I'll say one kudos about us here at M&M is we did invest pretty heavily into our uh, storage facility in Litchfield to where we were able to uh, overcome those challenges and, and still have product in our sheds for our, our customers to continue to work and, and get stuff done. So kudos to our management team and our higher ups of allowing us to, uh, to invest in, in our patron owners and servicing our patron owners. Always got to give the shout out to the higher ups. Uh, of course, of course. Um, you know, so so the high demand has uh, really peaked prices um, in the fertility world. Going to continue to uh, stay, I'll call them flat to strong uh, in all sectors leading into the spring. And I don't, I don't see those prices coming off maybe till late spring. Depends on what kind of season we have here for spring. If it starts and in January, February, March, and, and we're able to get some operations done then, uh, well ahead of the traditional spring season. We could see it soften earlier, but I don't, I don't really foresee it doing too awful much in the short term in three, three months or five months. So long term, lean in the fall, I can see some softening, but gotta also put into perspective grain prices and where they're at. I'd be foolish to say that some fertilizer markets don't follow grain prices because they, they most definitely do. So there could be some greed in the uh, manufacturing segment of uh, taking advantage up to a certain degree because cost of production hasn't rose or risen as much as what grain prices has. But neither here nor there, I think it's uh, still within reason of uh, what a farmer is uh, going to potentially sell his crop for and and what he's going to pay for his inputs. So at the end of the day, again, I say this a pretty Fair, pretty fair amount, but uh, 25 bucks a ton and, and fertilizer prices is, is a very, very minimal, small pennies in the market price movement to overcome it. So um, fertility wise, but crop protection, pretty flat. Uh, some products did take an increase, but uh, mm. overall I'd say fairly stable to 20. Uh, yeah, I mean, really beyond that, I, I, I see it being a, uh, a farmer's market in 21. It's, it's, how can we raise bushels to make uh, make net income, and and ultimately we can cut expenses. Um, but but the biggest driver in overall net income is raising bushels and, and marketing your grain better. And a ten percent change in in uh, your grain bushels or your market price far exceeds your ten ten percent cut in expenses. So I think your your winners in twenty one will be those guys that want to try to to manage for those exceptionally high yields and not uh, not just plan on kind of doing the same things that we did last year or what we've done in the past, maybe go the extra mile and take advantage of a, uh, of a potential market that we've got ahead of us. So. so we got a couple episodes under our belt now. What do you guys think about our podcast so far? I, I think it's been a great experience. I hope the the listeners in each episode that we've done, I hope that there's been information uh, that they've, they've been able to take away, no matter what the topic of conversation was. You know, I understand that they've had to deal with myself and Brian in a couple episodes and nobody likes that. Nobody wants to deal with that, um, you know, but, but despite that, uh, they're pushing through and listening anyway. So, so that's good. Uh, we, you know, I'd like to throw it out there that, you know, if, 
we would like feedback uh, at all, you know, if they want to give it, you know, things they like, things you don't like, if they, you know, if there's, if there's content or subjects that, that we, that, that we need to expand on, or they, you know, somebody wants to learn more about, you know, please hit us up on the podcast, email us, uh, contact us uh, through Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be great. I mean, we want this, this podcast is, is for the audience and, and we want to push out content material that that's, that they want to listen to. So any, any kind of feedback we can get, that would be great. But, but for me, I no, I, I think, I think it's been good. Like I said, I just, I hope every episode, uh, there's, there's a takeaway or, or, or somebody's, somebody's learned something. Yeah. Can I just echo what Tony said? I mean, <laughs> it's been all good. Nothing but good things. It's it's definitely been a learning experience. And in Ag, if you can get on iTunes or Podbean or any of your podcast um, providers, and and you see a, a few podcasts in Ag, and I think it's going to continue to build. And I think it's really really good of us uh, to maybe be on the the leading edge of newer generation and what their uh, likes are when it comes to information and how to access information. I think podcasts. I wouldn't have never said this a couple of years ago, but definitely now, I think as the, the man sitting across from me, that's all he does is listen to podcasts. I mean, it's, it's there's just that uniqueness, I guess, about uh, podcast and, and people having good candid conversations and getting good access information, those sorts of things, not just reading it or watching a video. And it's, it's unique in a way that our uh, clients, uh, patrons that uh, spend their time in a tractor or in a truck or working with their hands or whatever can put a set of Bluetooth ear, earphones in and work and, and listen to a podcast and gain and learn new information that they can take back on their own farm or, or help one another. So I think it's been really good. Yep, definitely been a learning experience. I know we have a great lineup coming up, um, lots of great topics uh, starting next year. Before we leave, you know, the last, the last, every episode I, I've given kind of a uh, overrated, underrated. I, I want to change it up a little bit and let's talk about Michigan football. Ask a, ask a, uh, it's a basketball school. Ask a uh, important question. Uh, not as far as an overrated, underrated, but but your, uh, but as far as the Mount Rushmore question, like what, would, like who's on your Mount Rushmore of breakfast cereal mascots? Uh, who would you know? Who what four mascots would be on your Mount Rushmore if you had to pick? I haven't ate cereal in years, so I yeah, have to think of cereal in years. But uh, you, got, you still have to be overtaken by the advertising and the marketing, though. Yeah. So number one would be Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger would be number one on there. Yeah. Even even despite the wearing the scarf, he wears a scarf. Absolutely, he wears a scarf. Uh, I didn't. Oh, know. maybe it's more of a bandana. No, it's the, the yeah. ascot. Yeah, it's ascot. There you go. I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Still, a, he's just a tiger. Okay. He's like your your number one. Is that great? Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's your apex predator. Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. So you're so you're you're sticking with the with the with the sugary cereals on that Mount Rushmore mascots. I never said I wasn't going to a B because he'd probably be my fourth. Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Well, right. Then they got the like. Well, they still have sugar on them. Like, what's a cereal that doesn't? This guy. What's a, what's a, what's a cereal that doesn't Total. have total? That doesn't have a mascot. That, oh, you like a, ma- a non-sugary cereal? <laughs> yeah, so like mascot? what non-sugary cereal Cheerios. has a mascot? Uh, so you have to pick a sugary cereal. No, no. Uh, you've got uh, Sunny, the Raisin Bran Sun, with his two scoops. Uh, you don't count. That is a sugar cereal. 
I wouldn't count raisin bran as a sugar cereal, though. But there's sugar on the oatmeal clusters. Well, there, there's sugar on all. Technically, there's sugar in every cereal, but you wouldn't necessarily call it a sugar cereal. I mean, Cheerios has sugar in it. It's technically high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. But so I would say Sonny the Raisin Bran son, he, Rice Krispie, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. That's not a choice. Rice Krispies isn't a sugary Does cereal. Does that count for three people? I think that would count for three. Uh, well, you I, have would, to, I wouldn't be able to go with that one. I wouldn't either. I'm just, I'm just naming the, the non-sugary <laughs> mascots. Does anybody eat Rice Krispies with, without dumping a bunch of sugar? <laughs> I, 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 have, I, I have, absolutely. You just eat them plain? Yeah. You're just a plain kind of guy. Let's go with that, yeah. You are you do eat total though. There's no mascot for total. There isn't. Uh in Wheaties, so, there's no mascot for Wheaties. Well, it, it's an ever-changing mascot. But they put the people on the box. Yeah. Yeah, is that that's still that's still going on? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I can't tell you. I couldn't name who's on it now, but well, yeah, that, that still continues. So 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 you've got Buzz Donnie B, 2K and Sam, and Tony the Tiger. So that's three. So you need to lock in that fourth. That fourth mascot. I mean, you've got. I don't want to throw them out there for you, but you know, if you want to stick with the sugar seals, you've got you've got the Trix Rabbit, you've got Lucky from Lucky Charms. I, uh, I'm probably only because my daughter loves Lucky Charms is probably what I'm going to go with. I, I'm just, but I he's I, pretty. I don't know. To me, Lucky's pretty weak. Pretty weak because I was thinking Count Dracula, Count Chocula, Count Chocula, Count yeah, Chocula, Cocoa Puffs. I think that's uh, Sun. That that's, that's the bird. Really, I don't eat cereal. Cornelius, the cornflakes rooster. That's another oh. non-sugary uh, cereal mascot. So, yeah, there's plenty, Krista. That's like two. Uh, no, that's five. Snap, crackle, pop. No, those count as one. Sunny, the raisin grandson. <laughs> and with the scoops and Cornelius. So, you've got, so you're lining up Tony the Tiger. Toucan. Toucan Sam. Buzz the honeybee. And, and, and Lucky. And Lucky. Okay. How's yours? What's your top four? Um, I got. I'm not a raisin bran person myself, but just the fact that it's the sun, uh, you got to go with Sunny on there. I mean, that's just a that's just an excellent mascot. Uh, He's high above Mount Rushmore every day, though. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Cornelius the cornflakes rooster. I mean, it's just the classic. It's just a classic mascot, maybe you know, and then uh, the Quaker Oats guy. I mean, that guy, the the Quaker Oats Quaker, uh, you know, and yeah, I, and then uh, I think the other one, uh, Diggum Frog, the Diggum Frog the Smacks. Smacks, yeah, the Hunt Smacks, Diggum Frog. I think that's another classic uh, kind of mascot. Kind of leaves an awkward taste in your mouth. Again, I'm not saying like these are my favorite cereals by any means. In fact, like most of them, I don't even eat. But I just from the mascot standpoint, I think those are good, solid mascots. Thank you guys for joining me today and giving us a little recap of 2020. Lots of things happening in 2021, so we'll see what happens. Appreciate it, Krista. Thanks, Krista. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M&M Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app.